Bush and Ritchie here with our daily takeaway. Can I ask your opinion on something? For sure. Uh, I'm conflicted uh, about what is going on at home this evening. My wife has got over uh, a couple of her friends right. uh, when I get in this evening, so... I know that I will really just be assigned one room in the house when I get back. Uh, obviously, it won't be an upstairs room because Rocco's asleep upstairs. There's not really much I can do upstairs. Yeah. So whatever room they're not in, I'll be allowed in downstairs. Okay. Um, so, you know, slightly put out by that. Yeah. But the trade-off of that is, and this is why I'm conflicted, generally when you've got, you know, your partner's friends come over and all that kind of thing, They'll always bring over nibbles, won't they? Someone will bring some chocolates. Someone will bring, like, a dip. Someone will bring, sort of, like, some crispy things. You can't turn up empty-handed. You can't turn up empty-handed. Somebody might drink, you know, a bottle of Prosecco and all that kind of stuff. And they never go through it all. So, that's the conflicted side of it. I don't know whether I'm looking forward to the nibbles because they'll just leave stuff or whether I'm put out by the fact that I'm basically a prisoner in my own house. Well, to me, if, you, if you're, like, eyeing up the leftovers, you're going to be like, a, you know, one of those CCTV footage things of, like, a bear in Ontario <laughs> yeah. setting off its security lights, got its head in a <laughs> bottle of Pringles or something. Is that the best you can hope for? Yes, and if I am hungry, I would be just as angry as a bear as well. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Get in touch with us. You can do that about anything, anytime. 8, 12, 15, tweets at Absolute Radio. You can email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Neil got in touch uh, with a problem that he wants to bring to the hometime audience at large, uh, and he's hanging on the phone right now. Neil, what is on your mind? Basically, uh, my son has woken up this morning to a missing tooth. It's his first one that he's lost. So I, I basically want to know what is the going ready for your first tooth. That is a really important question, Neil. Um, I, I personally find it very important. How old, how old is your son? What's his name? He's seven, and he's called Dominic. And does Dominic have an idea in his mind what rate he thinks the tooth fairy should be paying for first tooth? Um, he said to me before, about 50 quid. Get out of town. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's been a long while since um, my, my older two, 20 and 17 now, so it's a long while since uh, uh, I've been joining in with them to uh, see uh, what the tooth fairy has left under the pillow overnight. Yeah. So um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about 10 years have passed, and we, we all know inflation is massive at the moment. Also, you, you know, maybe it's different in different parts of the country now. You know, like in London here with its ridiculous uh, rates and, and how cost of living, etc. Maybe it's more expensive down here than it is anywhere else. What do you think? Probably, yeah. yeah. Okay, so if we if we ask our audience this evening, the home time listeners, what they think the going rate is for the tooth fairy for a, a tooth dropping out where they are, you'll you'll abide by the overall decision by the end of the first hour of this show. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And you stick to it. You stick to it, and Dominic will be paying out for Dominic <laughs> before the night is through. In fact, he even said before that um, does the. Would the two fairy do bank transfers? <laughs> what? He's pretty, yeah, he's pretty hot on it. I, I imagine you clarify if you're going to do PayPal for Dominic, make it friends and family because he doesn't want to lose any more money. All right, fella, we, we'll put it to the, the audience to see what happens. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Dino in Liverpool says, tooth fairy issue. If the kids are blue, he deserves a higher rate. If he's a red, he should get nothing. <laughs> Up the toffees. I endorse that. It's a, it's a pricey business that the uh, the fairy's into this. I've just been, just been looking looking up. Do you know how many teeth we lose? No, I'm not, I'm no idea. As a child, you will lose 20 teeth. Do you know the worst thing about that is? You're born with them all. 
When yeah. you're born, you've got all of them teeth. Yeah, they're all there. They're all, you're born with more <laughs> teeth than you need. I'm never going to sleep again. Uh, we need some intel, please. Uh, Steve says, I'm reliably informed that the rate for teeth in Merseyside for both red and blue is £5. Uh, someone else says, my daughter got £5 note for her first tooth. She became suspicious. Uh, apparently, according to her, the tooth fairy only carries coins. Uh, managed to persuade her that the tooth fairy carries rolled up notes and a quiver on her back like an archer. Uh, Jody says £2, £3 max, and that's a generous increase for inflation based on the rate that uh, she received in the 90s. Julie goes on to say the value of money generally halves every decade. Well, what about that? I mean, what did you get back in the day? I think I got old 50 pence piece. In memory, I think I was 20p. Do you remember how big old 50 pence is? They were huge. <laughs> Could sit on them. <laughs> uh, we've got Paul on the line. Paul, what do you think the going rate is for the tooth fairy? Well, I'd say the going rate is a silver coin. Get the kid into investing nice and young. You pick one up for about 30, 31 pounds. A silver coin? That's a very mysterious thing. Where would one get a silver coin from, Paul? Uh, one ounce silver coin. Well, there are coin shops in all the big cities. So. Like an arcade? No, no, no. Proper coin shops. Oh, right. And, and they all do um, online delivery. You've got to think about this, though, Paul, obviously. The Tooth Fairy's got to do a lot of deliveries every night. Can't be flying around with things that are announced because Tooth Fairy's just a little fairy. Might get pulled over by the police. Yeah. Paul, I mean, there's those adverts on, isn't there, in the daytime, where, where they tell you about... There's a, there's a man with, like, spectacles and, like, a curly-whirly inventor's moustache who, who encourages people to invest in gold bullion. Is it like that kind of thing, Paul? No, that's when they buy second-hand gold bullion. There, there are some reputable online coin shops where you can actually just invest in gold or silver. Oh, right. I reckon and, Paul's um, got a secret basement, and it's whatever that one in uh, that cartoon where he dives into the coins. It's a little bit like that. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. That's what it is, yeah. Adam in West Sussex says, £5 for the first, £2 for every other tooth after that. Was, was, that's what the going rate is for uh, Neil and Dominic and the, uh, the tooth fairy. Going on the intel that you lose 20 teeth, that works out at maths of £38 in total, if you're Adam. That's not bad, is it? I suppose it's a little bit like you know, when you when you get you see one of those adverts for those uh, uh, magazines where each week you can build the solar system, and it turns out to be a thousand pounds. And when you look at it light, you think, well, maybe it's not not such a good idea. Because you get lured in with the first magazine, and then the the rest of them not so good. Well, I I would say you know we're, we're halfway through kind of talking about this in the first hour of the show. I would say to any tooth fairies listening. Get the little rate card on the back of a sun visor like, like taxi drivers Great do. Great idea. It's just a thought. Uh, Rich in Bromley says, depending on the condition and cleanliness of the tooth, yeah. I found that uh, my girls can earn anything from 50p to £2. Seems that the incentive from the fairy here has meant they've always achieved full marks so far. That's good news. Uh, Darren says, a pound a tooth. Last year, my daughter had a wobbly tooth that she wouldn't let us pull out Instead, of, and was screaming loads. I looked at it and saw how loose it was. I thought I could definitely pull that out. She wouldn't let me, so I sweetened the deal by saying if I could pull it out in one go, she could have ten quid. I put the tenner on the table, tried to pull the tooth out, slipped, and it didn't come out. She got the ten quid, the full the tooth fell out the next day, and she got another pound from the tooth fairy, eleven quid for that tooth, I got mugged off. Oh, I'm covering my mouth at the thought of it. There's a lot to unpack there, but he has been done over slightly. <laughs> uh, Andrew's hanging on. How can you help our friends here, Andrew? Well, apparently the tooth fairies use the teeth to make their castles. What? So this is a job, but before we go on, that's a very good point. At no point has anyone ever asked, like, oh, brilliant, two fairies are taking the, the, the teeth away and, and leaving money and everything. But, like, what are they doing with the teeth? Very good point. What are they doing with the teeth? Well, they're using them as bricks to make their castles, so they make lovely, white, shiny castles. Amazing. So, on, on that front, I, like I said, um, I feel that 
that the money given has to be based on local house prices. Clearly, if you're making a tooth castle in the central London, yep. it's going to be a lot worth, worth a lot more than you know further north. So the tooth fairy takes the tooth away, but then doesn't take it to like one place. They're they're always building locally. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, fairies in London are going to be collecting teeth in London. And I was actually there's another factor to take into account. Clearly, the availability of children's teeth in London is much greater than in other areas as well. So there's quite a lot to think about. And you know what I respect about you've really thought this through. Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time thinking about these things. I'd love to see a tooth fairy village, though, or housing estate. Yeah. Imagine that. It would be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Would, wouldn't it? Um, although, in these days, with all the fizzy drinks kids are drinking, I'm not so sure. There, they're shrinking. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> A, a message for the Times there. Thank you very much, Andrew. Yeah, thank you, then. Uh, Sue says, my brother's tooth came out, but he lost it, so he drew a picture of it and put it under his pillow. Isn't Aww. that very resourceful? Uh, the next day, he woke up and looked under his pillow to find the tooth fairy had drawn a picture of 50p. Learn a valuable lesson. <laughs> Back at you. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. We're going to try some crisp sandwiches. The way we've always approached this show is give the audience what they want. Yes. And it's this kind of stuff that people like, and we're just going to keep doing it. Uh, we're trying to work out what was the best crisps to go in a crisp sandwich yesterday on this show. We had so many brilliant uh, suggestions from you guys. We thought we would try uh, a recipe out each tonight on the show. Uh, I'm going first. I've got Ju- Julie we actually spoke to on the phone yesterday. Just to recap, she says the best crisp sandwich, white bread proper butter, corned beef with mayonnaise and then lots of ready salted Walker's crisps. Now, as we said on yesterday's show, she had you at corned beef, didn't she? I love corned beef, but I've never, I don't think I've ever had pre-sliced corned beef before. For me, part of the joy of corned beef is uh, the escape room element of trying to get into the tin <laughs> with the key and all that stuff. <laughs> Stay to this stuff, though. <laughs> pre-sliced, I had to pick it up and like drop it on with my knife. <laughs> it's not quite the vibe I was going for, but... I don't know. I mean, would you eat a corned beef? What's your 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 fifty fifty on corned beef? Oh, fifty fifty. Sure. I mean, there's things I find more offensive. Oh, oh, the look! You've sliced it in half. The look of it from here doesn't look great. That's the first bit. Is is how it looks when it's cut in half. Yeah. The bake in many ways. Okay. If this was bake off. Have you done any scrunching? Pressed it. Let me give it. I'll put the mic down here. Let's have to give it more of a crunch. I think it needs a press. One more. Excuse this. One second. That's more like That's it. That's more like it. There Gotta she goes. do that with a crisp sandwich. I think the more you squeeze it, the more it feels like you've had it in your bag on a French exchange. Yes. Here we go. Here he goes. Good sound to it. How's it taste? <laughs> he's turned to the window and he's got his mouth covered with a fist as if he's about... No, now he's wagging one finger, intimidating fashion. Excuse me, talking and eating. It tastes like... Do you remember the woman who got in touch about potted beef? Mm-hmm. Beef paste. Mm-hmm. I've recreated beef paste. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I'm going to say that's all right, you know. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> I'm just going to need a minute. I don't, I don't <laughs> think if you're truthful that you like that very much at all. Oh, I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you uh, give a hint of what you're going to be trying next? I'm about to open a pot of jam. Uh, Bush has just uh, revealed to us in the studio that uh, this Chris sandwich is actually his dinner, and I feel really sorry for you. I'm out playing board games after the show, so there'll be no chance for me to have dinner, and and the corned beef and crisps is it. That's me dinner. 
Oh, you, you had buttered chicken with no rice last night, mate. Well, so right, no, beggars can't be choosers. That's a very good point. Uh, right, uh, Daz in Hereford yesterday suggested uh, the best crisp sandwich is chicken crisps with raspberry jam. Don't knock it until you try it. Can I just say, I've just seen you assembling it during that song mm-hmm. and with that raspberry jam, it looks like special effects for an injury from the TV show <laughs> Casualty. <laughs> it does. Now, you and I had different assembly um, skills here. You just literally placed your crisps and crunched... I crunched the crisps in my hand and kind of sprinkled them on like a garnish, and then I've pressed the uh, sandwich as well. Yeah, you were acting like uh, crisp bay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just why do you crunch them up? Uh, because I think that's probably going to be better for your teeth. You reckon? Yeah, well, you just, you're just not going to have, like, a sharp shard of crisps suddenly, are you? Yours, uh, yours looks like uh, the, the, the end of a fight behind a pub. <laughs> wow, look at the colour on that. It's look just it. jam red. Yeah, well, I've, I've been heavy with the jam, and there's a lot of chicken crisps in there. I think you're thinking you're going to get Toby Carvery, but it ain't going to be Toby Carvery. Well, think about Christmas dinner. Yeah. Turkey, what do you have with it? Cranberry sauce. And you got what? I've raspberry. got chicken, and I've got raspberry seedless. Raspberry jam. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, fine. Each to their own. Here we go. Right, big bite. Sound effects are what the best thing is about all this. Mm. He's gone for a big mouthful, which is fair play. Mm. I felt there was a bit of hesitancy from Richie at first before tucking in, but he's allayed my fears. It's gone down. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. My feedback would be, absolutely can't taste any of the chicken whatsoever. Oh, really? It's just all raspberry jam? The jam has had a fight with the taste buds. It's absolutely rinsed the chicken. It's just crunchy jam. It sounds just like Greg Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see these uh, uh, recipes in their full glory, head over to our Twitter right now at Absolute Radio. This is the Daily Takeaway. Full disclosure and honesty, I won't be here tomorrow. Yep. I'm off the show tomorrow because I'm going up north uh, with the family to see Sam Fender at St James's Park. Very jealous. It's going to be amazing. I'm very much looking forward to it. As an Evertonian, we don't normally have a good time at St James's Park, so this will make a bit of a change. Uh, but do you know what? Obviously, with the whole thing where... You know what it's like. People... Um, and I do love it. People do send me photos of what they call likes, which is anyone with glasses, mm-hmm. pretty much. Normally on the chase. Uh, and I thought, let's try and make something of this and play along with it a little bit and spice things up for tomorrow night. So uh, I do indeed have a red and white striped top, uh, a little bit like Where's Wally. I've got the glasses for it. Yep. So I was thinking, right, tomorrow night at St James's Park, if you're on the lucky other people that are going to watch that Sam Fender gig, if you come and get a photo with me, the first person to come and get a photo with me will win themselves a hometime show tea towel in, in kind of a massive uh, northeast game of Where's Wally. Well, it's probably one of the biggest ever. 50,000 people at St James's Park all playing Where's Wally. That's probably a world record. I, I, I can imagine. I think that's one of the reasons why Sam made the gig. Do you know what I mean? It, I, I, I've only just got to the email now. When you think about it, is it a wise idea, though? Because... Wally was red and white stripes, wasn't he? He was. Which are the colours of Sunderland, which are the arch rivals oh, yeah. of Newcastle United in their black and white. So there's going to be a problem with me going in there like the Gallagher ends red and white stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly would be for a Newcastle home game, but I, I imagine the Geordies are quite territorial. Well, maybe it spices up things up a little bit. And maybe, consider me, and this is a big thing this weekend, maybe I'll be a peacekeeper, <laughs> uniting Newcastle and Sunderland like a, a Geordie Kofi Annan. Get a photo with me. And you get your home time tea town next week. It's on. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. In the meantime, feast your ears on this. It's time for the film club. Every week we get together and crowdsource a brilliant idea for a movie based on a, a set of requirements and needs. 
Uh, Darcy's got in touch. Hi, boys. Darcy here in sunny St Ives. Hope you boys are loving this gorgeous weather up there in the smelly city. That's a bit rough, isn't it? All right. She's right, though. Uh, She says it's gorgeous here. Don't doubt it. Why don't you pick a movie for the film club that celebrates all things hot? We have obviously got all this heat coming our way over the next few days. Good shout from Darcy. So we're after a hot film? Yeah. Which could go either way. Uh, It could go either way. Porkies. For me, me, I'm going to chuck in June. I love the book, the Frank Herbert book, and there's two different versions of it. You can watch the David Lynch movie or the Dennis Villeneuve new one that's kind of, uh, I think the second part is out pretty soon, about the planet Arrakis, which is roasting hot. I think I'm going to go for that. I loved the new one. It's brilliant. I absolutely loved it. Can't wait for the I've got a soft spot for the David Lynch one as well, even though I think they kind of ran out of money towards the end. (laughs) It's kind of made it up. Uh, I'm going to go back. Hopefully you don't think this is contentious. I'm going to go Jaws. Jaws? Yeah. As in, how do you mean, though? Jaws, the movie. I know Jaws the movie, but how's that a hot film? Well, because it's hot, because they're all down on the beach. The reason they all go down to the beach is because, if my memory serves me correctly, it was a really hot summer. And that's why the mayor was annoyed that they're having to close the beach, because it was hot and they didn't want... That's like like suggesting uh, Star Wars for a movie about uh, waste disposal because they get trapped in a garbage compactor slide for 15 (laughs) minutes. If you think Jaws, the first thing that doesn't pop into your head is, oh, really, it was particularly clement. They all look clammy. They're all sweaty on it. They're getting chased around the sea by a a shark for 80% of it. (laughs) But the only, you know, I think the main thing is about um, Film Club, it's all inclusive. It is, It's inclusive, so um, that, that... I guess we have to let that in. Well, I, we do, because I'm half of what's suggesting it. <laughs> Your name's on the door as well, no, isn't it? No, I don't want to row. OK, that's fine. Jaws is a hot movie. First thing that popped into his head, People... Jaws. <laughs> I actually thought about it. People will agree with me, honestly. The small wait, wait and see. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. We don't <laughs> argue. <laughs> I think we are already. From saying that he needed to clear the room downstairs because he needed his makeup touched up. Oh, right. So I got everybody out. We all cleared off, stood in reception, came back in, and he'd had a fag in oh. our boardroom. <laughs> Oh, so he didn't need makeup at all. I was like, fair play, Ben. <laughs> I uh, respect him. Uh, no name attached to this suggestion for the 1997 uh, award dodger Volcano, <laughs> um, <laughs> which has been rated five and a half out of ten oh, on no. uh, IMDb. I'm a big fan of Tommy Lee Jones's work, um, uh, but I haven't seen this one, and I might have to catch up on it. It's got um, local corner shop video uh, DVD section written all over it, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it's it's also got a strap line. It's hotter than hell. <laughs> Darcy ain't going to touch that with a barge pole. No, I don't think so. Bush Ritchie and producer Nick, who's playing cricket after the show, bringing you home time this evening on a Thursday. I've uh, been looking for hot movies in the film club tonight. Darcy's in St Ives. Uh, very, very happy that she's on the coast, not in the city like us. Heatwave coming. Hot movies, please. So many suggestions. It ain't Volcano. That's not our winner. It's bad. It's bad. We just had a look at it. It's quite bad. A lot of people have gone Route 1 on their suggestions, and it may be Route 1. However, it is a great movie and you and I both in agreement a Pacino and De Niro classic it's called Heat Uh, it was from 1995 and uh, I think we're in agreement on this it's got the greatest shootout of all time it's epic epic film two hours 50 do you think Darcy be up for that she needs to be because that's the decision so it's binding it's legally binding stick it on Darcy this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway
there you go. There's the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We've got to get back to what Richie was talking about at the very beginning. That um, This is actually quite a, an opportunity because you're going to be put into a separate room to allow yes. your wife and her friends to have fun downstairs. Yes. Um, and they've quite clearly asked you to go into a different room. Correct. Which is quite funny. <laughs> but, like, isn't that like a dream? You can watch You can watch whatever you want. I mean, you've got... Has your lad still got his Xbox set up in the house or...? It's my Xbox. Your Xbox. <laughs> yeah. This could be it. This big lad's got his <laughs> Xbox set up. Well, this is... Surely this is just the perfect opportunity, isn't it? It is a perfect opportunity. See, the moment you've said Xbox, I'm now thinking to myself, when did I last do that system update? I was going to take two months. <laughs>